gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Six days after Peter said that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my Son, the Beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I think it would be fair to say that today does not lead us to um, proclamation as much as it does to teaching. Teaching that if we can open ourselves to it, can put us in a state of awe and prepare us for what is to come. The six days before that we read about in Matthew's Gospel, that was in that time period, a story we're very familiar with, when Jesus says, but who do you say, is saying this to his disciples, who do you say that I am? But who do you say that I am? They had previously said, some people say, you're Elijah, and some people say you're a prophet. Who do you say I am? And it is Peter who says, you are the Son of God. You are special. You're different. He proclaims, he names. So then, just a little bit after this is when they go up on the mountain. It's just come out of his mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior. So now he's up there on this mountain. And it's not just, you know, like any other day in the world. There's all this going on. There's, there's lightning and there's light and there's flashing. It's a big deal. I mean, you know, the way the Bible described it so many years ago is, is better than most of us could ever think to describe it. And frankly, those people like Cecil D. DeMille had to work to get all that stuff going that way in those big 
you know, epic movies. This was big. This was big. And something happens. Something happens. Today we can look at it not because it happened to Jesus or for Jesus. I believe that it happened for James and John and Peter. It happened so that God could show them something in a way that would be forever locked in their minds. Because if you see something on a normal, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a normal mountain until it's not a normal mountain. It's a normal day until it's not a normal day. It looked like Jesus going up the mountain by himself with his disciples until it doesn't look like Jesus. And there are these other people there that they seem to recognize. People of the ancient word, Elijah, Moses. And then before their very eyes, Jesus seems to be transfigured, his dazzling white robes. And they are so awed, so struck, and they don't know what to do. Peter does what seemed to be reasonable at the moment for him. Well, if you'd like, Lord, I'll build some booths. One for each of you. But that's a story for another time. Because in the midst of that moment, before they can decide if you're going to go find the sticks and the straw and the whatever to build the booths, God's voice breaks in what they recognize as the voice of God. On a mountain, vision in front of them, all the things that you need, the lightning, the the clouds, the light, all of this, the fieries. Listen to him. This is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. What I'm asking us to do today is to do that. To do exactly that. Listen to him. We're being invited to come into a time of examination, self-examination, fasting, giving of alms, inspection of ourselves, And we'll talk about that throughout the days of Lent. And we'll begin again talking about it on Ash Wednesday. But this morning, God is preparing us for the journey. For the journey. Listen to my son. What does my son ask of you? What part of your life, what part of your being would you like to just Let go of. Leave behind. Let it be. What part of your life have you said, Oh, I really wish I prayed more. Oh, I really wish I I wanted to study the Bible. Oh, I really wish, I I wish I I could get up the courage to go down and, and volunteer. Oh, I wish. God wishes that too. 
God wishes for us to listen. God wishes for us to cleanse our hearts so that we don't have to carry baggage around with us, that we don't have to have the regrets of what we don't do or didn't do or should do. Oh, boy, is that heavy baggage. I should know. I've carried a lot of it through my life. And I've still got more to get rid of. Listen. Listen to my son. If there's something in your life that is fearful, something that you're almost afraid to give up because you don't know what would happen. What if I didn't have to worry about this? I spend half my life worrying about this. What if I gave it up and didn't worry about it anymore? What would I worry about next? Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to my son. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling us today. Risk it. And even if we're fearful of letting go, what did Jesus do when those beloved disciples were so fearful were so afraid that they fell with their faces down on the ground. And who could, have, who, who could fault them for that? If all that's going on, I mean, that, that's a good enough reason to get down on your knees and put your head down. But what does Jesus do? Right in the midst of the story are just these most beautiful words. Jesus came and touched them. He touched them. The Holy Son of God came and touched them, reached down. They were all the way on the ground, and he goes down to touch these men. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And by the way, you're not going to really understand what this was today. Not until after, not until after I've been raised. But you're going to have this memory. You're going to know something incredible happened today. You're going to remember the voice of my father. You're going to know that you were in a holy moment. And then when I raised, you will understand. You will know. In the beginning, God chose to have relationship with Israel through the law. That was our first story. Wanted the people of Israel to understand clearly that Moses was the intermediary. Moses was the go-between. So all of this story in Exodus is to explain to us how God wanted to establish this relationship through the law. And he wanted to be sure, without doubt, that the people of Israel got it. So, it was pretty spectacular, wouldn't you say? Fire and lightning and 
Moses disappears and the big cloud comes down and a voice is heard. I mean, you know, I think that'd get most of our attention, don't you think? It's hard for us to understand how that's possible. That's not the point. God can do what God wants to do. Through the law, a relationship with God self through the law. And thank God we've got that law. It has, gives us the borders we need for a reasonable, decent, and holy life. It's a perfect law. And God wanted us to understand if you will just live within this boundary, you will have a good life. And you can prosper and go into the holy land, the promised land, and I'll be with you. Jesus was saying then, listen to my disciple Moses. Listen to him. So this is our opportunity. This is our opportunity to tune up our ears, to tune up our hearts and our eyes and our minds and our being so that through these next days, these next weeks, on the way to the cross, we can also say, I listened to his voice. And this is what I'm going to be doing. And if I get afraid, or if I screw up and I don't do it right, I know Jesus is going to come and touch me. He's going to touch me. And he's going to say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Come on. Come on. Do what I asked you to do. We're going to do this together. And we're going to experience new life. Amen.